welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey, what's up, man? What an intro, huh? Yeah. Yep. Almost. Go ahead. No, I almost lost my train of thought after that intense uh, Game of Thrones conversation we had pre-show. I know, man. That was a good episode this past week. That's such a great show. We won't lay down any spoilers, but you should should be watching that show. We just sat down and did our 10-minute theory of how the whole story is going to transpire. We should start our own Game of Thrones podcast. We we should, man. We We got all the equipment. What are these guys? All they do is talk about Khaleesi and dragons all the time. What is wrong with them? Oh, just don't talk about my future wife that way. Oh, man. So uh, today uh, we're here. We're talking Dynasty Fantasy Football. Yeah, yeah. Won't be the longest show ever. Matt's a little sick. Still a little under the weather, man. We had a long weekend. Yes, we did. A little bachelor party weekend we had. It was a good time, man. Mm-hmm. Didn't even wear any shirts all weekend. Basically, no. Yeah, I got a big old sunburn on my chest. That was fun. Oh, yeah. I, I, I feel great. Yeah. I feel a little bit more tan. I don't really drink all day for two consecutive days in a row. That doesn't really, it's not really my thing anymore because no, I'm older. No, me neither. But I did it. Yeah, we both survived. I felt great. I, mm-hmm. I felt okay on Sunday. I did too. We, you know, we kind of cashed in a little bit earlier, I think, Saturday night than Friday night. Um, I think that's the key. That is the that's key. That's the key. Getting to bed at a good time, you know. Yeah. I was Make sure ch- you get your, your uh, shut eye. I was chugging Gatorade too, man. On Sunday? Yeah. I even chugged a couple uh, Saturday night just to make sure. It's good, man. Water down that alcohol. Exactly. You know, water down that Michelob Ultra Light. Uh, what? I don't drink that stuff. I don't know. Somebody drinks it. Yeah, somebody does. Wasn't me. I don't know what I was drinking. <laughs> we are not sponsored by oh, those Miller guys. Light. Yeah, there we go. Oh, how great would it be if we had a beer sponsor? That'd be awesome, man. Oh, hey, we'll pimp you on this show. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, guys. We've got thousands of listeners. Well, sounds like a good idea. Hmm. All right. Well, if you work for Miller Light. Well, we know somebody that does that. Yeah. Well, it ain't happening. Yeah, Let's stick to what we do know. Yeah, exactly. And that's Dynasty Fantasy All Football. Right. Uh, today we're going to talk about some... So we've already covered the rookie running backs that we like, the top right. ones, right. the top receivers, mm-hmm. and the top tight ends. Mm-hmm. And we have not covered quarterbacks. No, we have not. To be determined. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a small class of quarterbacks. It's pretty much Jared Goff, Paxton Lynch, and Carson Wentz. And then you have Cardell Jones, and then... a a brisket, a tasket, and a little Cody Kessler. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah. There's a couple other guys worth mentioning, but, um, I mean, obviously Christian Hackenberg got picked early, but I don't think either one of us really like him too much. Nope. So, as far as we're concerned, those are probably the three main guys that you mentioned already. Yeah, and even them, I'm like, besides, like, I like Jared Goff. I'm a Jared Goff fan. Mm-hmm. Besides that, like, everybody else, I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, Philadelphia, you know, is they're they're spewing great stuff so far about Carson Wentz. You know his attitude. Oh, of course they will. Acum- right. Of course they. Yeah. They, is NFL a- acumen? A- right. After they traded all that, you know, they better at this point. I mean, they they gave up a lot of stuff to get up to number two. Carson Wentz just turned coach's water into wine. <laughs> He's amazing. Right. 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 So yeah, there's gonna be tons of fluff coming out. Yep. During the preseason, OTAs, them practicing. In shorts, right? Everybody looks good in shorts. Eh. If you don't look good in shorts, it's you got the, a problem. That's a real problem, right? And there's gonna be someone we talked about that didn't look that great in shorts, but he has an excuse. He barely speaks English. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, this it really comes down to this rookie class just kind of blows. Um, I, I mean, I, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's you know, 
there's the guys up top and then uh a few guys will sprinkle in right right now but it... <laughs> right back to where we were when we try I just, I just keep going back because i remember on the show we we're like hey man this rookie class isn't as bad as we're making it out to be you know because before they get on nfl teams before the draft we're like hey this is great you know and then like after everybody lands where they land, and you do more research, you're kind of like, and even opportunity, you're like, man, this isn't great. And it happens every year with every class, but usually you, you can go a little bit past the second round to, to, to those guys that you like. You know right, what I mean? Right. But now, some of these guys where we talk about, like, how oh, is that like a sleeper guy or a late round guy? He's in the second round. Well, you know. It's, uh, it's a little bit different than in the past. I agree. But, um, you know, you'll be able to find guys. There'll be a guy here and there that's still good. Like oh, there is for every sure. Year, but... There'll be guys that don't, there'll be somebody that you don't even draft probably it's, that's, that's going to end up being good. Right. But yeah. It, but overall, yes, the quality of this draft is not great. I'll tell you about who won't be good. A boot? The guys that we don't like. Exactly. Because those guys are never good. Never. They don't fall on our good radar. Sorry. <laughs> um, but before we get into some of these guys, you want to talk a little bit about Devontae Parker? Um, yeah, just, I mean, I thought that it was at least noteworthy and mentionable that um, he's been sitting out practices uh, with another foot issue, or I guess the same foot issue, but it's it's popping back up. Supposedly, they're you know they're just playing this cautiously, um, but at the same time, that's uh, that's a little bit troublesome. Yeah, dude, the foot's like Sean Puff Daddy Combs can't right. stop, won't stop. Little yeah. little Billy Ray Cyrus achy breaky foot and. <laughs> And speaking of and of you know speaking of feet issues or foot issues, um, you got some fungi going on. No, Josh Dotson had a little foot issue there. Ooh, those yeah, they don't even, they're not even telling you what it is. Right. So I'm I mean that's just something to keep an eye on if you drafted already. You know, obviously, whoever drafted him, you're stuck with him. But um, it's at least you know if you haven't drafted yet, keep a close eye on it. Yeah, you always want to take notes of people that are continuously hurt. Right have the same injury reoccurring uh you just don't want to get that injury prone label you know like people are like backing off tyler eifrick because they're like well this guy just made a glass he, he gets hurt all the time um well, once I'm, they start they don't stop i mean if you remember my take from last year i was not sold on him for that exact same reason eifert yeah yeah it makes sense and but i mean he he exceeded my expectations last year and then he got injured in the pro bowl so i mean i guess it is what it is with with that with those kind of players you know, you might end up getting great production out of them when they're healthy. Yeah, it goes back to that Le'Veon right. Bell kind of aspect of it. It's like, okay, Le'Veon Bell is the top running back, but where are you when the playoffs come around? Yeah. Come on, buddy. I need to win. Exactly. Not go 12-0. and 0. Who cares about that? I'd rather go 6-6 six and six, but sneak in the playoffs and then make a run. Hey, man. Come back to me, baby. It's all about the championships. So, yeah, with Parker, with his foot, it, he's not practicing OTAs. I'm okay with that because maybe it's just still lingering from last year just trying to get that foot 100 percent healthy but it is still somewhat worrisome i'm a big fan of parker i'm a big fan of his 80 inch wingspan uh and his catchability and the fact that he came on strong last year but yeah it is a mild concern because if it's going to be habitual then you know hey hello leonte Carew, right right um absolutely he is a guy to monitor and maybe slightly push up your board if if something, you know, more comes of this, or even more than slightly, if something more comes of this and he is out for a while and has to have another surgery or something like that, that would definitely shoot Levante Carew up my boards. Yeah, I'm intrigued about this whole Dolphins offense. Like, it's like you bring in Adam Gase, you know, the guy who coached Peyton Manning, goes to Bears, 
did okay with the Bears, but he's like a coveted guy that everyone says their head coach. You know, right. it's like if you work with Peyton Manning, like boom, you're coveted. Hey, well, well Jay Cutler had some of his best sort of production under Gase too. He's a good so, offensive coach. Yeah, he is. But also, Mark Trustman was there as well. Well, no, that's well, that was that was prior, but yeah, yeah. It was. But anyways, uh, I mean, like Ryan Tannehill was supposed to kind of have that big step last year and didn't take it, so. We had a lot of regression. You know, Jordan Jordan Cameron regressed last year. Right, didn't really do anything. Right. Signed a big contract. No, you know, Jarvis Landry had a great PPR year, mm-hmm. but even that, like now this year, you're expecting that to regress because there's more weapons there. Jay Jai's, uh an enigma. You know, somebody that he's going to have the opportunity, but then they take Kenyon Drake, somebody who's we're going to talk about here shortly in the third round of the NFL draft as a big kind of surprise to everybody, even though that we knew they wanted a running back. Um, they take one in the third round, but it's just J.J. and Kenyon Drake. So the running game is kind of a big question mark there. Will Jordan Cameron bounce back? Is Devontae, Fook, Foot's, Devontae Parker's foot going to be okay? Yeah, I mean, there's, there are a lot of question marks you know, surrounding that whole Miami offense. So it's one of those ones that um, if it hits and everything clicks, I mean, you're really going to want to have those pieces. Sweet. Yeah, but on the flip side, it, it may take a while to get that, you know, kind of cruising especially if ryan Tannehill doesn't make the you know the leap forward that everyone is expecting because it's that, all on him it really is and without him everything's going to go to crap so hopefully adam gase you know for for all those other players hopefully adam gase can get the most out of ryan Tannehill. i think jordan cameron bounces back this year i think he does too i think he knows that um uh this is probably like his his chance he took less money to stay and uh, the story behind that is he actually um, got in contact with Julius Thomas, who was coached by Adam Gase in Denver. And um, Thomas basically, you know, said, you should, you should stick around there if you can. And he decided to, you know, bump a bunch of money off his salary and, and stick around. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely um, noteworthy, and, and he sees the opportunity. Yeah, he's a, he's a big play. Yeah, he, he definitely is. So you want to jump right into, so these are some guys that will be drafted after the first round of your draft and possibly even later than that, that we think these are guys that we would basically take. You know, these aren't some of you can call them sleepers. You can call them late round grabs, but these are guys that we would take, but probably take them higher than most people take them because there's not a lot of people that we like here. So these are the guys that we like. And Kenyon Drake is one of those guys that intrigues us. Right. Um, you know, Drake was a surprise pick in this year's draft. As we said, he was the third running back coming off the board in the third rounds, which means the Dolphins have to like him to take that high. You know, they have to like him, which is kind of odd because his tape kind of leaves some question marks. It definitely does. I mean, he's not a guy that I was, like, falling over myself, but you know, pre-draft to go out and get or, like, throw really high on my board. But... I think there was, um, you know, going to Miami that early uh, just kind of throws up a flag for me. You know, like, hey, you know, obviously they see something here, and the situation is such in Miami that really that's a wide-open competition. I mean, I know Ajahi's there, and he's been there for a year, but when you draft a guy in the third round, you're not drafting him just to be, you know, sitting on the bench. He's going to have some sort of role. And and Kenyon Drake, obviously, he's good at catching passes out of the backfield and stuff very like good. that. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, he's very athletic. It's one of the big things right. to show on his tape that he's very athletic. And he actually flexed out some in the slot in college at Alabama as well. So I see him being, like, if you're in a PPR league, an immediate contributor on passing downs. Right. Someone's I mean, going to come in and catch the ball. Yeah. 
and those fantasy points are coveted. So PPR leagues, boom shakalaka. Yeah, absolutely. If you're in a PPR league, he's definitely someone you should think about picking up in you know somewhere around the late second, I think. Yeah, mid mid to late second. He's just he, he needs some coaching, um, some playmakers around him. They like say he's he has the athleticism. He's oh, yeah. just. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's some of the, some of the stuff that's on tape. It's like him just running out of bounds and things like that. You're kind of like, oh, okay. Uh, it's just, uh. and it, it, like, sometimes I was wondering, it's like, okay, is his tape good because, like, he is really athletic and catch the ball well? It, but he's on Alabama. I was going to say, or is it because Alabama is so good that, you know, he's getting teams that are totally gassed and, like, scared and, of Derrick Henry. Yeah, exactly. And they're just so much more talented than the other team. Yeah, that and that's playing. that's one of my concerns. Like, he is athletic. He is right, he's absolutely. got good size, everything mm-hmm. along those lines. He really fills into that mold, but yeah, is it more of kind of the school product? But at the same time, I mean, I heard Kenyon Drake building up to the draft. I heard his name like two weeks before the draft. I, I started to hear some momentum um around like when I was doing research for all these rookies. his name is the one name that kept pack, coming back up saying Hey, don't be surprised if Kenyon Drake gets drafted earlier than you think. Right now, to me, I'm like, oh, he's gonna be drafted like the fourth round, you know, fifth round. And here he goes. I never expected him to be the third running back off the board when it, with a guy like Kenneth Dixon on the board. Right, Paul Perkins. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely worth, like Matt said, I'd, I'd say like a late second round pick. And I've been seeing him going third round. Yeah. Honestly, I don't uh, even know where his ADP is. On you can look at that on DynastyNerds.com. Our rookie ADP. Um, I know June ADP is going to be going up here shortly, I believe. So, good articles. Yeah. Great article went up on the site yesterday. We're actually going to do a whole show about it. This is the reason I want to go into it this show, but we're actually going to do a whole show on it. Um, our new writer, Jacob Butner, uh, wrote an article called The Running Back Code, and it really supports Matt's hashtag two to three year window theory well, yeah, that we yeah. talk about all the time. Unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to read it yet. Um, it's tremendous. Yeah, I guess I guess you said it was pretty good, so, so would, I'm interested in reading it for sure. That's a yeah. We'll go over it in depth. I mean, he basically broke down. He took the hashtag two three year window that we've always talked about and ex- gave our reason behind it, and we w- we kind of broke it down ourselves. Like, hey, this is why you should only own these running backs for this long, and we just did it off of playing dynasty fantasy football for so long. Mm-hmm. He broke it down with actual numbers. Yeah, cool. So yeah. instead of getting into that, we're just going to do it in detail on. Uh, a show in two weeks because you're going on vacation next week. I am, yes. So make sure you get to DynastyNerds.com every day for every. great articles like that. Like I said, we just brought a couple more new writers on. Uh, great time content going out on a daily basis. Get to the website every single day. Click on everything you possibly see. Uh, all of them. It's really like yeah. the visits all, to the site is yeah, like, absolutely. how else are we supposed to even make money? Yeah. Besides you guys buying t-shirts, which we love. Absolutely. Speaking of which, I just got the new shipment. We had some back orders of smalls, oh, black okay. smalls. They're right there in my desk in that envelope. I was wondering what that rather small um, thing was right there, that package. Yeah, they came in. Cool. Uh, so if you ordered a small T-shirt and they're on back order, they're going out tomorrow. And, uh, again, I think we I bought a couple extra, so I didn't have to do any special orders again cool. for small T-shirts. Again, if you want to support the website, you can buy an awesome Tri-Blend Dynasty Nerds T-shirt on DynastyNerds.com. Uh, every two shirts we sell supports uh, pays for the podcast for a month. There you go. So we need to sell four million three hundred eleven thousand eighteen shirts. That's a lot of, that's a lot of podcasts, man. Well, if we do that, I can retire and just do podcasts and you can put out a better show. I'll do it. I'll do it every day, every day. Wow, man! If we, I guess if we sold that many T-shirts, I could probably retire and do that too. Yeah, so we could do yeah. this every day. We could have amazing. a daily podcast. That'd be sweet. We could, do, we could even make it longer. I don't know what we'll talk about, but 
We'll make it work. Yeah, absolutely. Game of Thrones. Sure. I was going to say. Kevin Smith. Probably a lot of Kevin Smith. Comic books. Yoga hosers. Comic book movies. <laughs> All that fun stuff. Yeah. You don't like zombies, do you? I have no problem with zombies. Oh, we'll talk zombies yeah. then, too. Yeah, no problem. Maybe a little, uh, well, we'll figure it out when we get to millions. Yeah, right. In the meantime, let's talk to some running backs here. Uh, more running back sleepers that we kind of like. Not even sleepers, but later guys that we haven't discussed already that we liked. Alex Collins, Seattle. Yeah, um, I mean, I think I, we may have mentioned him in another podcast, but yeah. We talked about him back before the draft. We liked him a lot before the draft. Right, right, right. And then the draft came, and Seattle drafted CJ Procise early. Uh, they have Thomas Rawls. Then they take Alex Collins. A lot going on there. Right, I mean, obviously, um, him going this late in the draft and, and having another couple of guys there in front of him, he almost seems like an insurance policy to me. Like maybe if Thomas Rawls isn't ready at the beginning of the season, um, and they like decide that Christine Michael is a total knucklehead, which I, I do think he kind of is. Um, you forget you forget that they have Christian Michael. Yeah, they have Christian Michael, so it's kind of one of those things where they just have a ton of running backs. I have a feeling Michael might end up getting off that squad again with all these you know young running backs added, and then Thomas Rawls. Yeah, I really do like. I mean, that's the thing. I it's. I like Thomas Rolls. I'm still in his bandwagon. Mm-hmm. I still like him. I think CJ Procites is a third down back. We'll see where that gets him. But I just feel like if Alex Collins can get a good opportunity, he can thrive. You know, like he's one of those late around picks. He, oh, st- yeah. I can see the storyline already in my head and in the paper. Like, hey, Alex Collins, the last running back we took is the best running back we have. I mean, well, well I mean, it's it's one of those things where I think Alex Collins is probably the closest thing um, to Thomas Rolls on the roster right now but he, he even catches the ball better than thomas roll he, I mean, he catches the ball well he ran yeah, routes you're right yeah. i mean he's got good quickness i mean this is a guy that he does a little bit of everything i mean he's the only third player in sec's history to run sec history to run for a thousand yards three straight years yeah i am herschel mean, walker and Darren mcfadden no I, I mean i totally get your point and i and and i think he's a he's a talented guy but you're not going to replace my point is you're not going to replace thomas rawls with cj Prosize. They're no. they're different guys. They do different things. You can actually kind of see Alex Collins okay. doing the kind right. of stuff that Thomas Rawls and being like the the lead back. See, I, whereas I don't really see just dumbing down for me, man. Yeah, that's I'll all just, I'm asking you to do. Right. I I just didn't explain myself very well. Yeah. I mean, but that's on. what I'm that's what I'm kind of referring to when I when I see Alex Collins as whoa, don't need to break things over in there. Insurance. That's how I kind of see him. Call you karate Matt. Yeah, that's right. Kung Fu over there. Wax on, wax on. <laughs> so I know I get your point there. Um. I feel like Alex Collins, he's going to be pushed down the draft simply because of opportunity. I, I agree. Just, if you can be patient with him, it might pan off. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's some years it's easy to be like, oh, um, so-and-so running back that got drafted in the fifth round is still a good pick in the second round. If it's a running back needy team and there's no one else really ahead of him and he's got a, oh, you know, like a shot at, at starting. But this year, with Alex Collins being a fifth round, you know, end of the fifth round pick, and having another running back ahead of him, and three then, running backs ahead of him, right? Really, it's 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 hard. They did just sign Kristen Michael to an extension. It's just yeah, it's hard to justify him being the guy that gets moved up. So I think he is going to end up sliding in a lot of drafts. But he's still a quality player, and and I think he's worth a draft pick. You know, third round ish probably. I'd have to wait to the third round too, only because how long are you really going to wait? Exactly. It's you know going to be a waiting game. Yeah. And, and for him, you, you're going to have to be patient. Unless somehow Thomas Rawls can't come back 
from that foot injury. There's still something wrong, and he can beat out Kristen Michael, which I think he can do. Mm-hmm. But it's going to come down. He's one of those players, though, I'm paying really close attention to during the preseason and throughout camp. Like I'm going to be paying attention to the Seahawks just for Alex Collins. I'm a fan of him because then if I can pick up early that he's doing something well, he'll be obtainable. Right, and you know maybe you'll end up you know venturing out on that limb in the second round if all that if everything falls perfect. Yeah, and he's he's gonna be one of those players though. If it does fall perfect, like you're gonna have to be on it real quick. Otherwise, it's gonna you know it's gonna become wildfire. Right. So speaking of Alex Collins, his teammate Jonathan Williams is in Buffalo. Two guys in the exact same situation, pretty much. Basically, I mean, also uh, you know a fifth like a middle to late fifth round pick, and also buried on the depth chart. Yeah, I mean, you got Carlos Williams there. Right. Now, I feel like Jonathan Williams is somewhat closer even to an opportunity because Shady McCoy's old. Right. Er, he's older. Er. And, you know, starting to break down a little bit. He, seems start, like. he has been getting, you know, the nagging injuries the past few years. It seems like he's missing more and more time. But then again, Carlos Williams looks so great. He did. That it's kind of like, okay, you know, then, you know, he, he's automatically next in line. So I liked everything I saw on Jonathan Williams. You know, he's 5'11", 220, but moves really well yeah. for that guy, his speeds. I mean, he breaks arm tackles. He had that foot surgery in 2015, which really kind of pushed him down. I, he probably would have been a higher pick if it oh, wasn't I, for the foot injury. Totally agree. Yep. And again, when you watch his tape, it's like, okay, this guy can play in the NFL. He, for as much as we do, the both of us do like Alex Collins, Jonathan Williams is a better running back, I think, in my opinion. Okay. Just, you know, I think his all-around skill set's better. I think had he not been injured, you know, Alex Collins wouldn't have gotten that third 1,000-yard season in the SEC because <laughs> um, he would have been getting fed the ball yeah. personally. Okay. I mean, obviously, that's just conjecture, conjecture, and there's no way to prove it, but that's just, just the way I see it. Well, again, he's somebody that I'm willing to gamble on third round. He's another guy that's going to fall to the third round because he's, like I explained with Alex Collins, he's a fifth-round pick, and there's a ton of people ahead of him, a ton of pretty decent people ahead of him. So it's, it's really hard to justify taking him earlier than that. I mean, that's, and that's pretty much it for when it comes to running backs, right? That we like? like? That we like, like. Um, and people are like, well, dude, what about Jordan Howard, man? He's going he's gonna to be the starter for the Bears. Um, I don't really like him. Yeah, I don't like him either. Um, he's just kind of a slow-plotting guy that doesn't catch the ball well. Totally one-dimensional. Yeah. He's good for first and second downs. That's it. He's a bruiser. I don't even think he moves that well. So, I mean, I, it's just I don't, I don't like him. No, not really. I mean, he's got balance issues. You know, didn't really show much in the passing game whatsoever. He caught some screen balls. That's it. And he's just, yeah, he's going to rely on carries and touchdowns. Touchdown-dependent guy. I mean, I, I would personally, uh, I mean... I would rather have a like a Wendell Smallwood going to the Eagles, who's got like a shot at like having a role there, uh-huh. uh, for sure. Rather than uh, Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard, yeah, yeah. It's, it, I like the fact that we're both not because he's Jordan Howard's like pretty like out in the dynasty community right now. Jordan Howard's like, yeah, people, I want Jordan Howard, and uh, both of us are like, no, no thanks, man, I'll not pass. me. Yeah. So let's talk about some receivers. Sure. Now, my number one receiver, and this is a guy that we. Again, a later round pick. I've seen him go as far as the third round, um, which is a little bit crazy to me. But again, not too shocking just because of where he got drafted. I mean, he got drafted in the seventh round. This is Mike Thomas for the Rams mm-hmm. um, out of Southern Miss. This is a guy we've been talking about for months now. And he's somebody where the fact that he went later in the draft is a little depressing because for how much I really liked him. I think both of us were pretty high on this guy. 
So yeah, it was it was a bit of a shock that he went this late. I think he I think he puts up I mean, he put decent numbers up everywhere and um I really like the way he catches the ball. I mean, yeah, I mean, this guy averaged 2.98 yards per route. That's the fifth best amongst any yeah. receivers in the draft. So he, he went in the seventh round, but he went to like the, a primo landing spot. Oh, man, they are, I mean, they're so wide receiver needy. They need people catching passes. I mean, who's going who's gonna to be their, their top guy? Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt and Tavon Austin are going to be penciled yeah. as a starter. And then Brian Quick showed well before right. we got hurt again. But then, you know, that was it. And right. then they drafted Farrell Cooper ahead of Mike Thomas. I was, I was a bit surprised by that because I for sure see more out of Mike Thomas than I do out of Farrell yes. Cooper watching the tape. Mike Thomas, Southern Miss, 6'1", 200 pounds. I mean, the kid can separate. Um, he's, he's one of the best in the draft, you know, at actually going up and get the ball. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can, he can high point the ball and make some circus catches. Right. Just mm-hmm. a really big fan of his tape. Made those contested catches. Uses his body well. Um, he's one of the top in the class at out-muscle and defensive backs. Yeah. So he made a lot of those circus catches. His number. His tape. I mean, his tape's pretty impressive. I was. I'm really surprised he went that late. To be honest, I, I think it's because he's so raw. Yeah. And he 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 strived a lot on his athleticism. Yeah. So he does need NFL coaching. Mm-hmm. But again, he's in a really good spot. I mean, you have a rookie quarterback there to develop with. Right. Hopefully, they grow together. I mean, they got the tight end too. Um, Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby that we both like. Yeah, we talked about him last week. Right. So, I mean, I think they're kind of just building a, a nice little young uh, nucleus there. That's, I mean, in a few years, those guys could be pretty much the offense, you know, th- them combined with Gurley. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty solid start to a young offense. Yeah, he's, he's somebody that I'm in on. To me, if I have a mid to late second, that's who I'm targeting. Mm-hmm. Just because there's, there's a couple more running backs, I feel, in this draft I might be willing to gamble on here. Mm-hmm. Guys that we've already talked about. Because um, when it comes to this draft, besides some of these receivers we're getting to now, I'm just going to gamble on some of these running backs because these receivers, some, some of them I feel like they're going to take so long to develop anyways. I won't even have the patience. Uh, I feel like the 2017 class is going to push a lot of these guys out of my patient zone. I, I mean, I, I feel like um, just doing a quick browse of my wide receiver rankings beyond like the top 12. I'm not interested in wide receivers after that. Like, no. not even. I'm. I probably won't even waste a pick on one. And we haven't. Even, and Will Fuller's not even in our mentioning. He is number thirteen for me. Right. Peace out. Yeah. After number twelve, I don't. I'm not interested. Now there is another receiver on the Texans I'm interested in, and that's Braxton Miller. Yeah, yeah. Because he's got size and speed. He's bigger than people think. Yeah, six one, like two hundred pounds, two two oh one, I think, and. uh he ended up running, uh, I think his fastest 40 timed was 4.41. I think that was his pro day. So It's pretty good, right? Very good, man. Um, just super athletic guy. Obviously, he made the late switch in his career from uh, quarterback to wide receiver. But he is somebody that I think we we had mentioned that he's the, probably the closest thing to like a Percy Harvin yeah. in this draft just because he can do pretty much everything. He can line up all over the field. He can do the jet sweep. I mean, he's a danger when he gets the ball in his hands. Anywhere in the open field, he can make people miss, and he can outrun people too, man. Hey, 6'1", 205. I mean, that play, that play he made like the first game of him, that spin move was like, it's like Madden style. Yeah, it was definitely you like a, a spin move right off, right off the video. Yeah, he's just got really good size, speed, athleticism, elusive playmaker, limited tape, limited time playing receiver. 
again, a guy that's going to need coached up, you're going to be patient with. But, I mean, I'd rather gamble on him than Will Fuller, personally. Absolutely. I mean, a guy like Braxton Miller that's barely been catching passes is making, like, these amazing catches, and Will Fuller just drops, like, the easiest crap. And, and it, that's, hard. I think, harder to coach out than, you know, to maybe coach up a guy that isn't used to catching the ball and is, and is just getting used to it and kind of, you know what I mean. He's kind of like a nice little piece of clay that you can mold, whereas yeah. in, as Will Fuller is almost more of a finished product. And you still have Jalen Strong there, who I, I was a fan of Jalen Strong. I tried to get him a lot of my rookie drafts last year. It just seems like he kind of fell in the doghouse with uh, Bill O'Brien. Again, they took a couple of receivers this year in the draft, too, so we'll see if Jalen Strong can step up his sophomore year because he's somebody I still, I'm still intrigued with as well. I'm definitely like intrigued that. by him. I mean, he came in in awesome shape this year. I mean, he was, down, he was up at like almost 230 pounds last year, and he came into camp at 197. So he got the memo. He got the memo, yeah. Yeah, I expect, I, he's somebody that I'm, I'm buying low on now because I feel like he's... He's good enough where I can see him coming in, win that number two role while these other guys develop, and Will Fuller display his outside, you know. Right. Go go deep, Will. Go deep. <laughs> bring, um, the, bring those safeties with you. Go deep. <laughs> everybody else plays receiver. I right. feel like Jalen Strong could be a sneaky buy now. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I would much rather go after him than Will Fuller. Oh, yeah, I'd rather go after everybody after Will Fuller. Yeah. Again, if you want to know why we're down on Will Fuller, he has small hands. He's, he runs go routes, and if you watch his tape, he double clutches everything. He catches with his body. He does not catch with his hands. He drops balls all the time. He drops like 10% of his balls. It's too much, man. It's a lot. It's, it's too much. And, it, and for a guy that's just going to be running a lot of long routes, hey, I'm not saying the dude stinks and no. he's going to be out of the league. I'm saying you don't want him on your fantasy. Team. Yes. He's somebody. I mean, look at Ted Ginn still in the league, right? right? He's, he's somebody that will help an NFL team. Yeah. He will not help your fantasy team. Right. I mean, how many times? Same thing we, we were talking about, like, about Phil, Philip Dorsett. Right. Guy, guys like that come through all the time. We talk about these guys all the time. We're like, hey, these are guys that you really don't want. They're not going to help your NFL team. You your, know, your fantasy team. He, yeah. Or, yeah, of your fantasy team. They're going to help the NFL team. Because even if, you I mean, Will Fuller is not going to go over the, you know, he's not going to learn some new routes and go over the middle. He, he's not going to be catching, like, seven, eight balls a game. No, he drops the ball. I mean, right. little, he, he can barely catch the ball wide open, let alone if somebody's going to put a little arm tackle on him. Like, oh, oops. Yeah. And he'll probably get, like, a bunch of pass interference penalties and crap like that to help out his team. But guess what? You don't get any points for that. You get oh, you some, don't? Yeah. So it's not helping your fantasy team. Yes. So, sorry, Will Fuller, you're off my board. Yeah. I want nothing to do with you. Um, but let's talk about some other receivers you want to do with. Another interesting name. Now, this is a long shot name, but it's so intriguing. I got to try and get one of them, get him in one of my leagues. And sure. that's Moritz Boringer. Right. The, the German phenom. Yes. If you want to know where he went to college, the 6'4, 225, that runs 4'4. He did not go to college. It Never was, played college ball. He, was, he played some in some weird German league. Yes. He played in the German football league. Uh-huh. You know do you I know his team name? Sure. For that? The Schwalbosch Hall unicorns whoa the unicorns he played for the unicorns that's amazing yes it'd be so good for the nfl if this guy can come in and be a playmaker it would be uh yeah absolutely if they could get some kind of pipeline i mean they used to have the nfl europe so i know that there are some regions of, of you know especially germany i think it was pretty big there that there's you know like kind of startup type of little NFL, not NFL, but football league is going on over there. It would be nice to get a little pipeline from Europe. 
Yeah, I mean, they have these German leagues, right. but again, I mean, he had 59 catches for 1,232 yards and 13 touchdowns. But, I mean, his competition wasn't even D1 competition. I mean, you're talking nobody's here. And already yeah, this, this in OTAs, gonna be a, yeah, the, gonna be the first job. rookie minicamp, he was dropping balls. Uh, he had a really tough time with the cornerbacks. Against, you know, he's, this guy needs super, super coached up. Yeah, he needs. A, you're going to have to be very patient. But the thing with him is he's got all the physical attributes that you yes. want in a wide receiver. Like, Six foot five, two hundred and thirty pound guys that run four four. Sign me up right now. You yeah, you just hope he's not just not Corderell Patterson. Well, yeah, obviously, but I mean, you're not gonna have to pay for a first round pick for this guy either. Like you, no, like you did Cordell Patterson. This guy's again third round, fourth round guy. You Absolutely. mean your rookie draft? Yeah, but you have to be patient with him, which is good though because you have Laquan Treadwell and Stephon Dick, so there's no like right. urgency to even get him in there. I don't think we'll know what we have in him in t- for like in 2018. It, it'll be down the road. Yeah, this is definitely one of those guys that if he sticks for three years, that'll be when it happens. Yeah, you know? so you ha- so taking him, you know you have to kind of be like, okay, I'm going to take this guy. He's going to be on my taxi squad for two years, and then he'll be on my if he gets it, squad. I mean, if he gets it, he's yeah. going to be really good. Absolutely. But I'd draft him. Yeah. Somewhere. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he's, def- he's definitely worth getting drafted. I mean, if I'm going to shoot on some of these guys, I'm shooting for the stars. I agree, man. He uh, He's draft-worthy at some point. So, two more guys here. They're on the list. Mm-hmm. Rashard Higgins and Jordan Payne. The reason I'm going to call them together is because they're both Browns. Okay. And there was a mass exodus at receiver for the Browns. There's nobody but rookies. And then Andrew Hawkins and Taylor Gabriel. Ooh. And Terrell Pryor. Yeah, I was going to say. TP's there. But, I mean, TP's barely. A, you can, I don't think you can really consider him a wide receiver yet. And Taylor Gabriel's not making the final roster. No, dude. Hawk may stick around. He uh, may stick around. But, yes, these guys have got a massive opportunity ahead of them. Massive. I mean, I literally could see the starting receiving core being Corey Coleman, Rashard Higgins, and Jordan Payton. I could see that as well. So, we'll start with Rashard Higgins first out of Colorado State. Rashard Hollywood Higgins. Hollywood. Six foot one, one ninety six. His lean frame is one of the biggest things. Like one of like Higgins' biggest knocks are his frame and like he's he's got okay speed, but he has no second gear. He, he exactly. He ran a four six four. He he's not gonna beat you down the field consistently, but um he's a tough kid, man. Even though he has a slight frame, he's a tough kid. Yeah, he catches ball in balls oh, in traffic. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he he he'll he'll be a guy that could go over the middle and you know get hit and get up. Yes, and that's what I like. It's something Hollywood, the, baby. It's something the Browns have been missing because all of our wide receivers for the past you know three years or whatever have been about five foot eight and about one hundred and forty five pounds. We got some size. We finally have some size. He's six foot one. He's close to two hundred pounds. I'm sure. You know, in another couple of years, they'll have him solidly built in the 200-pound, 205 Yeah, he needs range. to add some yeah. weight to himself. I mean, the guy's an excellent route runner. He's one of those guys that's so good at route running. He's, he was always open in college just because he ran such crisp routes. Yeah. And I love that because that works. That translates to NFL. Absolutely. So, and he always, and what I liked about him when I saw on his tape is that when he runs his routes, they're smooth. You know I mean? He maintains his speed throughout his routes. Right. He doesn't, he doesn't have blazing, he doesn't have blazing speed, but he doesn't lose speed. Moving. Yes, which is when you're running routes, that's huge. Right, that absolutely. There's a, is. You know, yep. can you, that's a that's that's literally night and day in your route running ability mm-hmm. to be able getting out of your breaks as good as he does. That's like that's why Amari Cooper's so amazing. Right, the way he gets in and out of his breaks, and 
this is a guy, like we said, he won't, he's not afraid to go over the middle. And he'll find himself open because of those routes. And he, he led the country in receiving in 2014. I didn't realize that. He had 1,750 yeah. receiving yards, 17 touchdowns, and that was in 2014. 2015 had a little regression here, had 74 catches for 1,061 yards and eight touchdowns. He also lost his quarterback. Though. He lost Garrett Grayson. Right, who got drafted by, who was it, the, the Saints. Saints? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a big hit, but he's one of those guys that I think to everybody's surprise, he went later in the draft than everybody thought he would. Yeah, I agree. Yep. I was, I mean, as as a Browns fan, I was really happy that we got him in the fifth round. I was very happy with him. Yeah. And I could totally see this guy starting on the Browns, mm-hmm. like immediately. Again, somebody who can run routes like him, they find a place in the NFL pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And they can pick up the playbook. I agree, man. And then you got Jordan Payton, another guy with size, mm-hmm. 6'1", 207, runs a four four three. Yeah, man, he's, he's one of those guys that's, um, th- I mean, that was a surprising uh, 40 time for me. He didn't look like he was maybe that fast on no, tape. No, he doesn't look that fast um, on tape. That's what I almost like to see. Like, I, I almost feel like that 40 times fake because I feel like right. he didn't look at. Like, when I, here's the thing with Jordan Payne for me. Like, I love his opportunity. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's huge for me. He got drafted higher than I thought he would get drafted. So did I, yeah. Because when you watch him, it's like, he's a, okay, he's UCLA's all time leading receiver. That's a good thing. Right. But like, when I watch him, he's good, but he's not great like he does everything right. pretty good but not great i agree with that that's He's sneaky that's that's kind of my assessment of him as well um and I, to be honest i'm not falling for it no i'm not falling for it with this guy you don't like him i just don't i don't see it happening i don't i i think his 40s phony i don't think he moves all that well um i mean he catches the ball fine oh yeah he's re- i mean he only dropped six balls right right um, so, he, so, I mean, he could carve out a role as some sort of possession receiver here with the Browns, but... Um, that's, what, that's what I wrote down here with a question mark really big. At the end of my assessment, is he just a possession receiver, which is not a bad thing. It's not, but I don't think he's going to help. Um, I, he'll be like a you know wide receiver four or five, I think, for a fantasy team. I think it's... Yeah, I feel... Here's what I see. I see Corey Coleman and Richard Higgins being like, the guys catching the balls. Yeah, it's always here. I see Jordan Payne as a rec- possession receiver with the Browns, but here's the thing: like he blocks really well. He blocks. Like he, yeah. I think he had the second highest blocking score um, amongst wide receivers, and he has ability after the catch. So he ha- he made I think he forced 33 missed tackles on 148 receptions in two years. So I could see him definitely with the what the Browns have like in something like Duke Johnson. Somebody could block well off the line, maybe send some good screens for him. Sure. sure. So I'm intrigued by him. But you're not falling for it. I'm I'm intrigued by it. Yeah, I'm not I'm not buying it. Um he's not a guy I'm gonna go after in drafts. Just so if he's there in the third round, you're gonna be like, nah, I'm good. If he's there in like the fifth round, I'll go. Yeah, sure. Fifth round? Yeah. That late? I'm not I'm not a big fan, man. Sweet baby Jesus. Yeah. You don't like him at all. Not really, no. I'm intrigued. But at the same time, I'm not like, yeah, I'd rather have, I think I'd rather have Hollywood Higgins. I mean, where does he, um, since we're, we're obviously stuck on a Browns wide receiver tangent right now, might as well just throw in Ricardo Lewis, who got drafted in the fourth round ahead of both of those guys. I don't like his hands. I don't like his hands either. Again, I, if you can't catch the ball, I don't want anything to do with it. Uh, all right. He's fast. He's, he's, he's big. He's fast. big. But he drops the ball. He drops the ball. and. There's something about those Auburn players for me. 
they can all run fast, but it very rarely translates to the NFL. Yeah, I don't, you don't get fantasy points for not catching the ball. No. So same thing. I don't like Will Fuller. I don't really like Ricardo Lewis. Yeah. I just feel like, yeah, I want nothing to. Do. And plus, again, he has Corey Coleman ahead of him. He's got Terrell Pryor to comp- compete with. He's got Hollywood Higgins. He's got Jordan Payton. So I don't think he could beat out any of those guys. I just figured I'd throw it out there since he was drafted ahead of both the guys that we were talking about. Well, you just threw it out there and airballed. I know. I agree. I don't think he's any good. I just wanted to throw the topic out. Oh, you agree that you airballed? Um, you know, sometimes you shoot and you get some rim. Sometimes you shoot and you get, you some, go net. And get some nothing but net. And sometimes, sometimes you shoot and you get nothing but air. Airball. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Well, that's it, I think. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Let's talk about tight end. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. Throwing a couple guys here just real quick. Right? You, all this partying this weekend messed with <clears throat> So we talked about some guys we liked last week. One of the names we didn't mention, we, we talked about Rico Gathers. We did mention him. Um, he fall, like we should have waited and mentioned him until this week. As right? I say, he probably falls more so into this week's type of player. You could get him late. He's just like a... He's going to be a long developmental type of guy, um, but he's you know like we mentioned last week, he's he's sitting behind a really good tight end there in Dallas. So hopefully he'll learn a lot in the next year or so and be ready in a few years. Another name to watch is a tight end on the Texans, Stephen Anderson, six two two thirty, runs a four five eight when I'm drafted. Already getting good some good reviews out of the Texans camp. Again, it's early, right. it's shorts. Now, no contact going on, mm-hmm. but uh, Bill O'Brien was already dropping some praise on him, saying, you know, good job learning the plays already. Uh, show, he's shown us some good things, getting some compliments. I've read good things about Steven Anderson. He was a walk-on at Cal. Mm-hmm. He actually ended up earning a scholarship. Finished it with 87 receptions, 1,135 yards, and seven touchdowns in two seasons. And again, he doesn't have much competition. No, I was going to say that exactly. Um, he doesn't have much in front of him. Ryan and, Griffin and C.J. Fedorowicz. And, and another note that um, just kind of popped in my head when we were going over, like, size, speed type of things. Um, a guy, and I, and I don't know because I haven't, like, looked into a lot of his tape because um, he was an undrafted guy and I just never got around to it. But, I mean, just from the size and speed, um, he kind of reminds me a little bit of Aaron Hernandez size, speed type of thing because Aaron Hernandez wasn't, overly big he wasn't really tall he was another he was like a shorter tight end and and kind of but he was drafted in the third round he was drafted in the third round i'm i'm just speaking size speed okay. and then and then you know same offense this is the same offense you're talking Ooh. with with bill o'brien yes so if he's already throwing praise on this guy and you know and he, he could turn into even you know three quarters of what aaron hernandez was it would be a nice little Undrafted free agent surprise. He's a good dynasty stash here. And remember, he went undrafted. So like you'll see a lot of guys that go undrafted and not get drafted in your rookie drafts because right. people don't even look at him. But Steven Anderson, Titans or Texans tight end. Worth He's a stash. Worth worth a stash, worth monitoring. If he goes completely undrafted, you know, throw him on your watch list and see how he does throughout training camp. And if you know the buzz continues to roll, swoop, swoop him up, man. Stash. No, yeah. no. Um, also read some good things about today in the Browns' first rookie camp. Mm. Our boy Seth the Valve. Oh yeah. Guess he looked super fast and was catching everything. Nice. Again, nice means nothing. Absolutely. But his name nothing. came up. When, obviously, I, I follow the Browns beat reporters on Twitter. Right. And uh, they mentioned two names, and he was one of them. Sweet man. So before um before we get out here too, I I went to Twitter and I said, hey. We're going to do some show. We're going to do some late round rookie dynasty sleeper guys that we like. Mm-hmm. Who do you like? 
Now, I didn't have the chance to go through these and screen these, but I'm going to go through them now. Okay. And we're going to read some guys here. I've seen some multiple picks. But the very first thing right before that, somebody said, uh, tweet at us. Um, what's up with it? Where's the love for Theo Riddick, man? This guy was tied for the NFL league lead in receptions by a running back. Why no love? Amir Abdullah. I, um, he, he wrote, he wrote this to me and you. Oh, okay. Um, I just don't think he's a special player. Yeah. He's a PPR. He had one good yeah. year. Right. Yeah. I don't think he's a special player. I think he caught a bunch of passes one year and I think he will fall by the wayside. All right. Let's get into the fans. Mm-hmm. They're dynasty sleepers. If there's if there's people that know stuff, it's the fans. Okay. Um, Kyle Cups, he said, you got to mention Steven Anderson, man. He's in a good situation. It's very similar p- player to Jordan Reed. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that as well. That's from Kyle Cups McGilly. McGill Cully. Cuddy. Right. I was like, dude, we're already talking about him. It's a great call. <laughs> he wrote first. I'm like, he's already on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a vote for Caleb Jones because of his release and high point ability. Um, Ferguson Smallwood. Not a lot. Not a, Wait, not is a lot that of... Turd Ferguson? Turd Ferguson. Okay. And Smallwood. Okay. Smallwood's the name. Not what's in your pants. <laughs> and, you know, he just writes not a lot of competition. Matthews is always hurt, and Gore looked, you know, geriatric last year. Sure. Gore, it, the, with, with Ferguson, it is intriguing out there in Indianapolis. It is. They're going to get their running back in 17, though. Yeah, um, I, think, I think that's definitely right. I think they're going to kind of roll with Frank Gore there in Indy for this year. And then, we, I think we, I mean, I mentioned Smallwood earlier yeah yeah. we've talked about him right so um ben braunacher gets a vote so ben braunacher does get a vote at least yeah going to the bears right right um he wrote we'll learn under miller and once miller's contract is up uh big uh big ben braunacher will start to shine i mean we liked him pre-draft i was gonna say yeah i think we uh we liked him pre-draft we mentioned him and uh definitely a guy to keep an eye on marshawn coprich uh, because he believes this is at Brent the Ikes. He believes because Br- Richard Jennings will get hurt, Williams and Perkins are no good, and Vereen won't get any carries. Plus, it's a good offense. My only problem with that is I think Paul Perkins is pretty good. <laughs> um, so do I. We yeah. got another vote in for Ben Braunecker, tight end, because this is from at Joey Yalman. Behind someone who gets hurt. Correct there. Good, Absolutely. Good Absolutely. take. Yeah. His spark is in the 88%. Caught lots of balls at Harvard. And most likely won't be drafted. He's right. I don't think Ben Bronacker is going to get drafted. You know what? We showed Ben Bronacker a lot of love pre-draft, and we kind of let it fall by the wayside because he went undrafted. I agree. And I think we know more than some NFL GMs. So couldn't agree more with you, Rich. Maybe this Ben Bronacker has something to it afterwards. Uh, After all. After all. Afterwards. Afterwards also. Come periods. Gross. Uh, Chris Moore. (laughs) Burst, fast three-cone, vertical threat with Flacco cannons. Perriman, question mark, question mark, question mark. Wide open depth chart, dirt cheap, plus he's an athlete. Chris Moore is very intriguing for the Ravens. Um, I'm trying to pull up his stuff right now as we speak. Yeah, he got drafted by the Ravens. Again, he, does, he is on a wide open depth chart. Steve Smith, we don't even know how he's going to come back to that injury. Uh, they have Mike Wallace. Nobody cares about Mike Wallace. Nobody cares about Mike Wallace. No. I don't even think Mike's... Parents care about Mike Wallace. I mean, let's not do all that. Okay, but, that's, um, just, that's yeah. it. I'm being, I'm being facetious. Right, it's a um, joke, Matt. Um, Lighten up. <laughs> that was me lightening up. Oh wow. Okay, <laughs> that, that was great. That was great radio. Um. So yeah, he likes Chris Moore. I like. I think Chris Moore is intriguing. 
out in Baltimore. He is an athlete, but he's pretty raw as well. But I do like the fact that he's right. I mean, Flacco's got that cannon arm. But again, he's going to have to develop. And I like Kamar Aiken. I'm sorry. I'm on the Kamar Aiken bandwagon. Yeah, no, I mean, he's a nice little guy. Um, Chris Moore, that is. Um, And he's in a... I think it really just muddied situation. So I don't know what to think about Chris Moore. There's so many guys they brought in in the offseason, and there's so many guys at, it seems like, all the positions, like tight end. They got like a million tight ends. They got all these wide receivers. So I can see why he thinks, hey, Chris Moore's got a shot, because who the heck really knows how this is going to end up? But for me... It's wide open. I mean, it's super wide open. Um, I mean, for me, it's... it's to me, it's Perriman... Kamar Aiken and Steve Smith. Yeah. And, so Yeah, and Mike Wallace there, too. I mean, I just, he, he'll be lucky to be number five. Our boy at Mark Laus tweets us uh, at us, Josh Ferguson, as well. A lot of Josh Ferguson love. I Josh. feel like he possibly should have been on our list as well. We should have probably got more in depth on Josh Ferguson. Um, he writes that he was 12 yards away his senior year from being a three-time 1,000-yard producer. Perfect size, speed, and elusive combo. For PPR, when it comes to Frank Gore, time to go down. This is a guy that's going to be up. And Indy has nobody else besides Frank Gore. So I think Josh Ferguson is actually a good gamble. Like Almost like we said before after these receivers, these couple of receivers we like, let's just, just take running backs. And mm-hmm. I think Josh Ferguson definitely be one of those high guys off the list. And now that I think about it, he might even he's probably a better gamble than you know, Alex, Collins, Alex Collins, Jonathan Williams, um, certainly uh, Jordan Howard because of situation. And you should know pretty quickly what you have in him. And sometimes that's even better to know quickly what you have in some of these running backs. So if, if you don't like what you see or you they fail, roster spot. yeah, you can just get in and get out. Right. You know? I agree. It's like my sex life. Um, I don't want to know anything about no, that. No, I can't tell you about that. We have a, you know, Richard Higgins vote here. We talked about him. Uh, and then Mark also comes back and says he's obviously a flip candidate when he starts producing. So if he does get an opportunity, he shows well because of his size and speed. Even short term, you can flip him for something good in the future. You know, people love those running backs that produce right away. Oh, yeah, surely. Again, I, just, just read. We're going to go into it in depth, but read the article on the running back code on DynastyNerds.com, and you'll see how many times running backs put up top numbers for multiple years. It's very intriguing. Um, another Coppridge vote, and then we have some more in here going. Jordan Payton, he got a vote. Tyler Irvin out of Houston and Austin Hooper, but we already talked about Hooper. Tyler Irvin, Houston Texans. To me, he's strictly a PPR back. He's too small. He's only be catching balls. Um, you have Lamar Miller there. I think Lamar Miller is going to be the, the main guy there. Even if Miller goes down, you still have Alfred Blue there, who I think would step in. Uh, I mean, uh, I think yeah. Tyler Irvin would just be a three-down back. I think he would spell Blue. I think he would get some receptions, but I don't see Tyler Irvin ever as being somebody like, oh, I have him in my dynasty roster. I'm going to start him. No, but he could end up being the closest thing to Darren Sproles that we've seen in a while. Um, but I don't think that'll be, you know, for a few years. I think he was noteworthy, and I'm I'm surprised, actually, I missed him when we were going over our notes, so I'm glad somebody mentioned him. Man, Marshawn Coppridge like has got a lot of votes. Okay. Is it Coppridge or Coprich? I think it's Coprich. Coprich. Uh, not not okay. 100% on that. You know, at Craig underscore P underscore G says, you know, wide open depth chart in New York. And a lot of people don't, are, a lot, it looks like a lot of people aren't believing in Paul Perkins, which is why is probably his rookie ADP running back is where he's at. Again, I love Paul Perkins. Yeah, so do I. I'm, I'm considering taking him at eight. I'm in the league at eight. I'm thinking about taking him in there. So I disagree with everybody. I think Paul Perkins is a great PPR running back. 
I think that the fact that New York is wide open, it's a great spot for him. Mm-hmm. Another guy I wanted to mention, I don't know if I, I haven't gone through, I haven't seen this on Twitter yet, is Daniel Lasco for the Saints. Yeah, yeah. Um, another guy we probably should have mentioned during the show. Yep. Man. Thank God for fans. So we got uh, at Dynasty DeLorean writes to us Demarcus Robinson. He's a talented knucklehead who could start eventually this year. Depth chart not impressive, but he does like Mike, uh, Chris Conley. I don't like Chris Conley. Uh, Marcus North, big athletic, leap ball skills, good hands, wide open depth chart, mysterious lack of college production. That usually helps. We got Daniel Braverman vote here. I like Daniel Braverman too. I liked him coming out. Um, but now the more I look at it, I'm not really, I'm kind of a little bit off the Daniel Braver. I like him as a really good, he's strictly a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. He's just really small and skinny. I can see him getting hurt easily. Yeah. yeah. Tajay Sharp, who is actually getting some uh, run with some ones I saw early. Uh, yeah, I actually did see that. Um, we we, we didn't mention him at all on the wide receiver one? No. Oh, okay. Which is where we should have mentioned Tajay Sharp, huh? Yeah, I guess. I guess we just plenty of time to get back and correct our mistakes. Yep. We do got a Daniel Lasco vote. Another Tajay Sharp uh, vote here. You know, he says great college production, good height, can beef up a bit. Already played with the first team. So, yes, yeah, these guys on it as well. Mm-hmm. Rest of Tennessee, Tennessee Rye receivers are average at best. So that, that comes from at Carl One Tree. And he's kind of right. You know, Tajay Sharp is getting some ones with the run uh, ones already. Tennessee is wide open at receiver. I mean, you got DGB. Richard Matthews, Kendall Wright. I mean, those are probably locked in three right, right now. Right. But they need somebody to step up. Justin Hunter, I mean. Justin Hunter, I think we all know finally that Justin Hunter is not going to be anything. No, no. Um, we have a Thomas Duarte vote here. Mike Thomas for the Rams. We talked about him. Hurl Pressy, DeAndre Washington. Ken Dixon. Ken Dixon's not a sleeper here, buddy. So, um, yeah, that's it. Those are some guys that are uh, from the Twitter love. Right on. Guys. Kind of, I wish I would have read those ahead of time. It had a little bit more organized. Yeah, no, no worries. I rambled. That was a little bit of rambly. But, you know, if you stay tuned through it, well, good for you. Until then, that's it, right? That's it for this week, yeah, surely. Yeah, we partied too hard this week, sorry. Uh, <clears throat> so, get to DynastyNerds.com. Uh, As always, if you can ever be so kind, get on iTunes and leave us a rating and review. Helps the podcast tremendously. To the 200 of you that have done it already, you guys are all our good friends. We appreciate them. Um, and like I said earlier, support the site. You can buy a Dyson Nerds t-shirt. You can always donate to the site that way as well. Um, and we'll be back next week. You won't be. You're going on vacation. Um, right. You're going to North Carolina, right? Uh, I'm going to an undisclosed region of the world. He's going to North Carolina. <laughs> if you see him there, wave hello. You're going to have all your fans stalking you now. Cool. Is that Matt? Because I won't be in North Carolina. <laughs> oh, you're not going to North Carolina. <laughs> what do I know? Whatever. Well, have fun. All right, man. As soon as you get back, you'll be tanned. I'm going to try and get Ed Dern's Dynasty and Mike in here to sub for you. That'd be cool, man. Get his nerdy We've ass We've been in trying here. to get him in for weeks. He's so busy. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week, and we'll be talking uh, something new. Hopefully, who Mike's like. And then two weeks, we're going to get into the hashtag two to three year window episode. Right on. Cool. We're going to get in depth. It's going to be sweet. Nice. All right, peace out. All right, man. Later, guys. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.